0: show-and-tell. Google Hangouts may be gone, but we're not. We're sticking around now through StreamYard. It's me, Lady Ada. With me is Mr. Lady Ada on camera control. We're broadcasting live from the Adafruit factory here in downtown Manhattan, where we do all of our testing, design, shipping, manufacturing, coding of electronic goodies that you love to use in your projects. And speaking of projects, that's what we're doing for the next 25 minutes, where we're doing a show-and-tell with people from the Adafruit and further community what are they? Three D printing, soldering, coding, cosplaying, hacking—whatever it is, come by and show it off. We would love to see it. I'm gonna start off with some Adafruit folks, uh, and then they'll drop out, and we'll get other people. Anything about Dreamyard? The and and there's pets. People have. <laughs> come <here. laughs> hey, come here. All right, <laughs> can't. Oh, Brian, without problem. <laughs>
1: Um, all right. Who you want to start? With.
0: But we'll here start you. with Brian because now he's now yeah, he's. he's
1: sick. Hey, sure. Why not? That's I didn't have my mic of off, so here I am. Uh, so I've been doing a bunch of things, chasing my dog around, chasing my cats around. Um, one of the things I've been working on most recently is the CircuitPython driver for the MSA three hundred one super low cost accelerometer. You can see I've got the plotter going, all the basic. Accelerometer bits and bubbles, you know, it, it does stuff. It's an accelerometer. You leave it alone, the lines are flat. You move it around, the lines aren't flat.
0: That's a very good scientific explanation of what an accelerometer is. Nice work. And
1: yeah, I, I try. Um, and then I've also obviously been doing Eagle stuff as I do just about every day. So let me switch you over to Eagle here. Uh, okay, I got my Eagle window open. So this is a PCT seventy twenty five. It's a temp uh, excuse me, a temperature sensor with the thermal watchdog so you can have it warn you when a temperature threshold's been surpassed. Uh, it's got the QT connectors like all our new I2C breakout boards. And um, yeah, it should be a pretty fun little guy. I've been also working on a personal project. This here is, I'm calling it the Eagle Pad. It's a eight key keyboard. Um, it's gonna run KMK, which is the uh, keyboard firmware that's based on CircuitPython. Down here, I've got a, uh, uh, NRF 52840 and a bunch of support circuitry. All of these guys are super clicky buttons. You can hear how clickily delicious they they're are. They're very
0: clickily delicious sounding.
1: They're, yeah, They're so clickily delicious that I think I'm going to make a one key keyboard that doubles as a fidget swipe. Yeah. Um, so, yep. That's what I'm up to.
0: Oh, wow. This, this is right. a party. Thanks so much. And, uh,
2: new feature in our newsletter every week, uh, the Python on Hardware newsletter. You can see what folks like Brian and Dan and Scott and Katni and Melissa and a lot of the team are working on. So look for
0: Brian's stuff next week as well. JMK8 keyboard. Okay, okay. cool. Next one, up, let's check in with Dan. Dan, how is how are you doing?
3: Okay, so I'm working on BLE and um, filter bug BLE HID, but um, I just got my Circuit Playground Bluefruits from UPS. They came today, and I was trying them out. And there was one small bug, which I just hacked a fix for so I can demo something for you, uh, the CP Bluefruit running CircuitPython with the BLE libraries. So I had a previous demo that showed before where I have like an RGB controller, these three knobs for RGB, and, and i was using a feather 52A40 and some new officials. But now oh, I have. Cent-
0: one is acting the central, one's acting the peripheral.
3: That's right. So you turn the knobs and the color changes. So I have, now I have a proof reviewing doing that. And so I don't have three hands here. You just will do this.
0: Okay. This is very scientific.
3: All right. There we go. <laughs> Get out of the light here. And I think it's, it's kind of hard to see the colors.
0: It's like a reddish color, now it's a yellowish color.
3: I'm changing the color to it up. Now I'll turn it back down. And the little grit you see as it goes around is that one of the Neopixels is still acting as a status Neopixel, I wanted to turn that off. Yeah. But it's the same demo as it was before, now running on the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit. So we're going to fix that up. All of you who got the alpha ones will have a, a bill for you really soon that you can try Circuit Playground, the blue fruit code on the Circuit Playground.
0: I'm, I'm just glad you fixed it and it wasn't some hardware bugs. I'm like, damn, we just shipped 120 of those. So ho- hopefully it wasn't the hardware. It but. was a clock
3: problem. It has to do with using different crystals. As Lamour, uh, mentioned pointed out to me, there's we're using a different frequency of crystal a low, a high frequency crystal instead of a low frequency crystal, and Circuit Playground wasn't, um, Circuit Python wasn't expecting that, but it was an easy fix, and we'll I think
0: it. the module you they they have both, they have both. The internal one is 16 kilohertz or, is, or megahertz, and the external is 32, or is it really just one?
3: Well, there's there's a low frequency and a high frequency clock, so yeah. you put a 32 megahertz on the on the feather. You have a low frequency 32 kilohertz crystal, and on the circuit playground Blue Fruit for space reasons you put a thirty two megahertz crystal and we did not expect that okay. in our code so it's really all right. the I just thought we It was an accident because of what the bootloader
0: yeah weird okay so um, all right okay cool thanks for the update yeah, sure. and thanks for the the coding and I'll I'll take a look at if it makes sense for us to move to a low frequency crystal I sure. can just maybe move that one part all right thank you Dan next up let's check in with melissa
4: hello
5: hi okay so i have a sign here which says the show jails of progress actually but um i can change it with a stream deck here um just for pushing different messages uh, Ooh,
0: welcome do like I like meeting. this. Cause it's like an air meeting. <laughs> <Like>.
6: <laughs>
0: and then. You serve. Oh, that's interesting—an
2: audio-only meeting, so someone could see that and be like, "Oh, cool! I can." I can I come can, and grab something. I can, I can sneak by quietly.
5: Exactly, and it's really easy to just add custom messages because uh, uses a custom Stream Deck plugin and I can just set the value right in the stream. Can you show the um,
0: 3D printed case you did? It was so low. Oh, yes.
5: Uh, Yeah. Um, This is actually the first design I've done in Fusion 360. I've done OpenSCAD before, but um, this one holds like the Metro M4 on here. There There you go. And uh, it's actually in two pieces so that you could actually print it on a standard printer. And I just made these tabs in here so that holds it. And then what's kind of cool is on these holes here, um, that you can, you put them in with a standard screw. They have to be a steel screw because these displays come with these little magnetic screws and then it'll stick right on top of those existing screws. And then it comes out without uh, showing any existing.
0: Nice. We have, a, we have a question from the audience. Does it work with images or just text?
5: Currently, it works with just um, text, but it could be mod. The firmware could be modified to do images too. Okay.
7: All
0: right. Well, thanks for answering that question, Melissa. All right. And thanks for the demo. All right. Next up, uh, let's check out JP because he's he's antsy.
8: Hey! Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm excited because I got the monster mask in. Uh, and uh, I'm starting to, to work on some uh, customized eyeballs for it. I'm gonna actually switch cameras here so you can see this better. Um, the exciting thing I think is that we've now got a really accessible um, setup for adjusting the graphics. So here I'm actually doing a bit of a inside joke uh, among CGI people. I'm using a reflection uh, map of uh, it's the St. Basilica, um, reflection hdri map and i've normally reflection maps it's still and doesn't move around um so this is uh really just me testing things but getting images onto the eyeballs now is pretty straightforward we can use um bmp graphics and we don't have to convert them into hex tables and and uh use uh command line tools you can actually save them right onto the uh the drive that shows up uh, on your machine and uh, use a little config file to do things like rotate them and uh, mirror them and set their boundaries. But there's uh, really just two maps. I happen to have seamed them together right now so that they look like one. But I'm going to be uh, showing a bunch of examples tomorrow on my show of different Iris and Sclera maps. Those are the two two maps that we have control over, um, as well as how to how to create those, how to design them, how to Um, pre-warp them, how to undistort them so that you can get uh, images that that don't look distorted once they're turned into a sphere, even though you're starting out with rectangles. So a whole bunch of kind of cool texture mapping things that I'll show that will, uh, I think, be really useful for people who are doing um, costume and prop creation for their eyes and want a very particular look uh, beyond the the cool standard examples that we're going to include. So uh, that is what I'm working on.
0: Yeah, and you're you've done graphics animation your whole life. So this is perfect for you because you're like, oh, I understand. Like you're mapping it into a toroid, And I've done, I've done that. You yeah, really and like really okay. like, a, like, a, like You have like a plug in for like Maya to help you like visualize. It's like, what is going on here? Yeah,
8: <laughs> yeah I'm going to go over the top and use some uh, some 3D software just to help explain how the mapping works, because I think getting from what's often called UV mapping in, in the 2D coordinate space and the texture space into a 3D object, um, can be confusing until you see just that one right demonstration of it, and hopefully that'll that'll help people who want to create their own custom uh, eyeballs.
0: All
2: right. All right. Thanks, so much, JP, and see you um, on video tonight with uh, things that we're going to show on Ask an Engineer, and then tomorrow cool. PM.
0: Yeah.
8: See you tomorrow uh, on the live show.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Check that. All right. Now I'm Pedro. What are you 3D extruding this week?
8: Yes. Hey everybody. Hey guys. So
7: it's what? Near the end of the summer. So what was it? Two weeks ago, Halloween started. That's right. <laughs> so I know, right? Like every- you
0: get August. Month. I mean, if you right. go to Michael's, there's skeletons and that's how you know.
7: Yep. It, I think it's been up for like a month. We're doing our Halloween decorations next week. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow actually, yeah. Yeah,
0: hey, um, you get it early.
7: <laughs> yeah, you have to be early, right? So uh, well, there's
0: nothing in September like Labor Day. Like, what are you gonna do, right? right?
7: So, so we figured we started with our uh, pro- projects that take forever to print. So the first one is this Space X helmet. Yay! Okay. So the um, what was it the Starman just completed its first orbit around the sun? So we're kind of celebrating that with a three printed helmet. So a lot uh, more modern, I think, than the usual uh, helmets at the like people who dress up as astronauts use. And what's cool about this is that it's fully articulated. So we have a Circuit Playground Express inside there that is handling, um, it changes the lights when you uh, change the orientation of the board that's inside there. And we added a USB connection right at the front. We got the little uh, slide switch on there. We even added a little charger on the side so you can charge up the
0: helmet. You got a cute dog.
7: Oh yeah, <laughs> he's waiting I for it. Was staring
0: yeah. at you. Hurry
7: it up, we need to go walk. I know. I know. he's <laughs> <laughs>
0: at that like, <laughs> you like 15 years of that.
7: Right? So uh, printed in a bunch of different parts. It takes about four days on five different printers. So if you only got one, you got to start now. To get right. Right. Yeah, so tons of different pieces we had. So You'll
0: describe your friend with an Ultimaker.
7: Oh my god, yeah. Um, So we have a full hour on uh, all the techniques that we use on assembling this, uh, lots of cool details on uh, uh, disassembly on it. And then the lots of craft that actually went into uh, making all of that. So lots of like-
0: I (laughs) love the the field in the front. You did a great job with it because it's definitely like spacey, but you can see through it, but it feels like there's a grid, you know, it it feels like there's like a grid inside of a glass or something. (laughs)
7: Yeah, I looked at so a bunch of YouTube funny. videos on, like, making the visor, but, uh, you know, we sell electronics. We don't do...
0: No, it's, it's like... <laughs> before you know what you're like, you're, like, researching vacuum formers. I was. We were, bad yeah, I was, like,
7: thinking of space where sort to of, put it. I was like, who, who no, I
0: know? No, do you don't do the vacuum former thing. I just... I know so many people who've done it, and it's... It's even friends. Right and
7: then ends. the... Not, I think the best excuse I think that I come up, can come up with, living in Florida, I can actually, actually wear this without having to, you know... Die of you know how hot it is and having to install like a air cooling system or something. So, went with the veranoid design of that. So, we talk about that on 3D Hangouts. We uh, give away the files, of course, and we go over how the code works. So, definitely check that out. All right,
0: All right. Well, thank wonderful. you, yeah. Spaceman. And we'll show you full video oh. on build on Ask an Engineer tonight. Yes, okay. Next up, Slot Inc. Oh, wait, what oh. Is, it, is that? Everything you have something else? No, okay, All right. sorry. All right, Scott ink
9: Hello. Um, as you may be able to tell, I've gone a little ink crazy. Okay. That's weird.
2: Round two. There
0: we go. <laughs> Sorry, Jay.
9: Oh, is it not?
0: Yeah,
2: it, well, it's fine. No, no, keep going. When someone left, it went to the other screen. But now you're back.
9: No, I just... It doesn't look very focused, does it? There we go. Oh, look okay. at that. Um, okay. Yeah, so these are... Uh, Important to note that these big ones, we don't uh, carry in the store. I bought them off Amazon, they're Waveshare modules. Uh, And we were actually just talking about this. Uh, There's tricolor e-inks. You can see here that we have red, black, and white. And then this is a yellow, black, and white, but it's actually really hard to see the circuitpython.org to the degree that uh, Lady Ada was saying that she doesn't want to carry them because uh, of that inconsistency. So, um, if you really want the yellow ones, take a look at other fo- places to grab them.
0: Yeah, WaveShare uh, has them all, but I, I'm, I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I can't, I can't stand when it's like inconsistent color. Right. Block.
2: Yeah, we're kind of held to a high standard. Yeah. So, yeah. if you don't have the best possible.
0: I think uh, they'll improve uh, it. We'll carry it when, you know, yeah. we'll carry it when it's good enough.
2: Right. Yeah. So, a pro tip is if you
9: do get these modules, you can, uh, I found the modules only on Amazon, not the just bare screens, but you can actually undo the uh, tab on there and then use the Adafruit e-ink friend, which has kind of like a more standard pinout. So that's what I was actually doing because then I don't have to worry about like exactly (laughs) how this circuitry works. Um, I actually got burned by one of their uh, OLED modules that way. Um, So yeah, been working on that. And uh, along with this comes a bunch of refresh stuff, um, changing the way that we manage refreshing screens. So. I'm currently working on getting a build for the monster mask of CircuitPython and and discovering that my it works for for e ink right now, but it does not work for OLEDs. So uh, and other displays. So I'm working on that uh, pretty much as we speak.
0: You'll figure it out. I know you will. And then do you wanna uh, Phil, do you wanna go to our overhead to show the e ink or just um,
2: no, because everything's working out right now. Okay,
0: that's what mess with supposed to well. Sorry, you're right. All yeah, right. We'll, well. Show,
2: we'll show some um, funny ink stuff on Ask an Engineer.
0: All right, well, let's go yep. to Jay because we uh, kind of previewed Jay. Yeah, that was the Jay. You, thank you, Scott, for your inks. Hey,
10: everyone. So um, I've got a bunch of stuff going on, and one of them is I want to do a little bit of robotics. Um, and want to play around with LoRa. And one of the things I ran into almost right away was I didn't have a reliable way to transmit um, uh, over LoRa. I didn't have a way to do kind of basic motor controls. So I had an Adafruit joystick, I had a feather, I got a trigger off of uh, McMaster car. And I had, I just bought a, an SLA printer, which is really toxic, but also a lot of fun. And I made this it looks okay. kind of scary but all it is is it's got a feather in here yeah and it maps the joystick um to the analog so it just reads x y and then it's got a let's see a trigger on there Ooh,
0: nice nasa style uh you know wire bundling there
10: oh. thank you so um and then i did i'm kind of proud of this it's kind of hard to see but this little plastic part holds just the wire antenna. So it's a one piece yeah. plastic piece. And you can see it's got a triangular shape in there. So it looks kind of ominous with the joke is that it looks like a uh, like a detonator on a, uh, like a movie or something like that, but it's pretty basic and it runs um, CircuitPython. So really? I can plug it into a computer. There's no battery or anything like that. I can plug it in, the code shows up, I can tweak it. Um, and I have it broadcasting uh, just just raw, Laura like not Laura Wan or anything like that right now. Um, the, the one thing I'll add is that um, this, like with all of my builds, what I do is I take a picture every day um, and then I have uh, or I actually post a picture every day on uh, my Instagram and I have the world's lowest tech. Plug right there. All
0: right. Oh, yeah. Um, Log in in and get your Instagram. This looks cool. I mean, like the techniques you're using, you're using colored heat shrink, and you've got the hex topped screws, and those boxes look beautiful. People who are making electronics, they want them to be durable. Like if you're building stuff for Burning Man or outdoor use or anything rugged, this is how you want to build it. Hold
2: up your um, Instagram. Hold up that sticky again.
10: Yeah. That number again. That number again. So the thing is with this, with this, in SLA printing, the resolution is super, super high. So these parts are all really smooth. I can do really small prints and I'm not using any supports. I'm putting them directly on the build plate so that some of these parts, like this lid printed in like 30 minutes. Um, mm. so it's super fast cause it's a super flat piece. Um, but, uh, But yeah, um, and then I use uh, M5 screws. My new favorite thing is using M5 and M2.5 screws for everything. So I have a big box of each. And whenever I make anything, I don't have to go out and uh, and buy new parts. So that's what I'm working on.
0: Yeah, great Instagram and nice photography. Cool, thank you. All right, sweet. All right, that looks cool. Everybody subscribe to that because you'll you'll learn a lot of good tips and tricks. Next up, let's go to Matt Costi. Hey, Matt Costi, welcome. Chantal, what are you up to?
11: Hi. Um, so if people have seen me in the Discord the past month or so, I've been working on getting some server functionality for the ESP32. And um, the reason I'm doing that is for my uh, big project here. It's a LED light stick. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna be using it for light painting. Okay. And uh, so on the server is because so that way i have made a web app Ooh. and so that way i can take a picture on my phone or load a picture that i've already taken yeah and then i can send the picture over to it like that okay. so it's just a uh, over a bitmap and then i can click the display button on my phone hopefully it works yeah and uh, that's
0: so cool I love how you're like, you really wanted this user experience and you're, I'm, you're like, I'm willing to put in this extra effort to get that working because you just really wanted to have that web app. It is it is nice, especially like if you yeah. you're out and about, you can switch images. That looks like a really right. nice so, design.
11: Yeah, that was the big thing. I wanted to be able to switch images really fast and um, just the better UI. Uh, I'm a web developer, so it was more comfortable for me to make the UI that way.
0: All right. Well, congratulations on getting uh, your PR in. Uh, you did amazing.
2: Yeah. And uh, this was for Jay, who was there. I think you he know he'll get a hold of us. But email support@difford.com. Get a show and tell sticker. Um, same goes for you, Matt, as well.
0: Okay. Well, you we really have project finished. Please uh, stick around the community. We love your contributions. They were awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm so g- uh, grateful that you were able to uh, add that code. I know a lot of people were asking for it, and I just was like, I don't know what I'm doing, and you were like, I know what I'm doing or at least you faked it really well, and you did it. Um, yeah. And as you do more projects, just uh, just stick around, and let us know what we can add, or if you are want to volunteer to help add it, and uh, that's how we all share code and make things better.
11: Absolutely, yeah. thanks.
0: Nice right. light
2: stick too. All right, we're gonna go to Bill, then Roberto, then Chris, if you can keep it to a couple minutes each, we can get everybody and then move on to
6: Ask an Engineer. Take it away, Bill. Hi guys, can you hear me okay? Yep. Yeah. All right, so I am not in my studio, obviously. I am in the gym. And uh, because I've got an insane demo and it it might totally fail. But that's always true, right?
0: Live demos.
6: I know. So um um it's supposed to be sharing my screen.
0: Okay. Do that and then we'll add the screen.
6: Yeah. All right. So if you remember Lamore, ages ago, you um you and I talked through a digikey conversation about finding this potentiometer. remember that I mean,
0: Yeah, and that's the one I picked.
6: That's the one you picked and then you like, this this it. is the best one <laughs> Then you put you put it on um, a board for me about two weeks ago. I don't know if it was for me, but I'm saying it was it is. Me. yeah yeah uh, and so I, I went ahead and I made up a um, a, a circuit like this uh, because I wanted to mimic a analog joystick that we use in at and it worked. So I went ahead and got a board made and I made a feather wing that takes your two pots and, uh, some voltage dividers, uh, just six resistors, a reset and and an optional led for, for, um, uh, status and a DB nine, uh, Jack. And what this lets me do is it lets me control, um, a number of different devices in AT, but one of them is it might let me, uh, do a better job with Ella on her driving. And it might help Chris as well. Um, if he if he can't use his joystick that he uses with his his uh, lip anymore, it actually should be able to give us the ability to mimic a joystick. This is a virtual joystick that is controlled by a feather. So um, it's awesome. It is mm-hmm. a virtual joystick wing. And um, I have it hooked up. I, I thought if I was gonna prove that this worked, the hardest thing I could use would be an FSR to survive it pain. with two FSRs because that's the lightest touch thing we have for people who can't lift their fingers. So I resurrected Barbie. I resurrected um, uh, power chair Barbie and I have her working. So in if it works, I would like to show her working, which shouldn't be that hard. Let me see here. But I needed room, so uh, I've got. I do. I do have the helper, so thank you, Lori. So I've got the control in one hand with one of the FSRs, and I've got the other FSR in my other hand, and I can. I can now do fine control. Right, so to go left, I'm going to go left, and go, go forward, run over stuff. But you'll see that this actually gives me complete control over it. And you can't even tell my fingers are moving, right?
2: Yeah, that's like really tiny movements that's doing that. That's
0: pretty Mm -hmm. uh, Isn't that cool? Yeah. One tip, by the way, if you want to save space on your featherwing is you can stack the two DS3502s on top of each other, like the holes line up, and then you just set the address jumper on one of them to be low. If yeah. You have so you,
6: did you put a, I, I'd have to take it off to look. Did you put a pad on it for setting? So.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did.
6: Okay. So, um, that's wonderful, but I, I have it on a tripler just for the demo. I actually, I have it sized so that it'll stack and fit in a nice little box. Well, um, I'm real excited about this. It, it's not something I can like sell. We don't sell controllers for power chairs. It's just a bad idea. But for things like Chris, and Milad and, and Max and Ella, who are already using something very custom. It gives me something other than on-off, right? It gives yeah. me a yeah. control that lets me do that. And I'm really excited about it. So thank you for making that. Um, thanks, and, for,
0: thanks for asking me which potentiometer to get, because that was that kind of made me think you know, we should have a breakout for it.
6: Yeah, and it, was, it had to be 12 volts to do this. Uh, and it is, and it works. So that's running at three volts, but I tested it at 12. It works there as well. So I will do another demo for you on a real chair when I can do that.
0: Okay, All right.
2: sweet. Well, thanks so much, Bill. Thanks, um, Bill. You want a sticker, of course. Barbara, you can get a sticker for that chair. Sure. Get a hold of this. All right, so uh, we're gonna go to Roberto, then Chris, then Speedwell. And uh, speaking of speed, um, please everybody keep it to about a minute and we can get to everyone. So uh, take it away, Roberto. Hi,
4: everyone, can y'all hear me well? Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool, I'll make mine real quick. Uh, I was revisiting some uh feather wing projects and I wanted to get uh an internet clock over a huzzah feather and then I tried it on the dot matrix uh wing but five or excuse me uh, four characters didn't quite fit on there so I was thinking of other ways to present the time and I remembered that ticks clocks um you know you can make them fit pretty much anywhere where you got a bunch of LED uh where you have an LED matrix and so that's what this one's doing, it's looking up NTP and updating every 20 seconds and relocating what, what dots are lit. So here's the, the hours tens, here's the hours minutes, and in red is, uh, it's easier to see in person.
0: No, you see it, yeah. Okay, cool.
4: And then, you know, minutes tens and minutes uh, ones. And then I uh, tell, you know, better distinguish which rows are, which LEDs are in which rows, I designed this in OpenSCAD as just like a frame to cover up and uh, act as, the, I guess, the plate in the front. Okay.
0: okay. All, right. Nice All right, thanks so much.
2: Yeah. You know how to get a hold of us for a sticker. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. It took one NTP minute. Next up, Chris.
12: Hi, um, can you see me? Yeah. <laughs> so I was on the show last week showing these wall hanging Raspberry Pi uh, systems. Uh, I'm going to be writing a learn guide on how you, anyone could make one. Taking one of these art canvases, starting with that, and then building the computer parts onto it, behind it, Um, and so I just and the guide will be mostly about the hardware construction. I'll have a few little bits of software. I wanted to quickly show one little thing here. So when when you boot one of these up, I have a script that runs, and it should make some sound. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it was speaking.
12: Yeah, and then it'll.
8: so it tells
12: you the IP address uh, because when I've taken these to meetups in the past or to a friend's house and I plug it in, that's the yeah. first thing you need to know is what's the yeah. IP address. So when it boots up, that script runs. Um, nice. So that's all I wanted to show today. But when I have the learn guide ready, I'll have a Compute Canvas that I build that goes along with it, and I'll come back and show that.
0: Uh, well, everyone's heard of Voice over IP, but now you have IP over Voice. Yeah. You get a sticker.
2: Yeah, get a sticker, and also um, we added your stuff to the newsletter. Um, it was great. We had a lot of art projects at Circuit Python this week, so thank you.
7: Thank you.
0: All right, right. Lesley, welcome. Up. Hey,
7: uh, just just a quickie
9: here. About three years ago, I was on uh, show and tell with. Uh, this uh, prototype of this where it's a GPS with a trinket connected to the audio yeah. FX board. Yeah. And when you got to certain locations, it uh, played a, a sound. Uh, I decided to take it back. Uh, the limit on that was that the audio FX only had the 10 individual pins and a trinket couldn't run uh, two serials at the same time to talk to the GPS and to the serial mode. i um, redoing it now with a trinket M0. Uh, and the uh, audio effects in the serial mode. I was wondering, I found the, the Python library for the uh, Ultimate GPS. Is there a Python library for the audio effects?
0: I don't think so, but you know what I would recommend is actually upgrade your project to um, like a Trinket M4 because then you can store all the images on it. And then with Circuit Python, you'll be able to read the GPS and just play the WAV files directly. So you don't need huh. that third board at all.
6: That's a
9: good idea. Thank you. Okay,
0: great. See? All right. That's why it's a good idea to come by and show and tell. You never know. You might save yourself a couple okay, of
2: you bucks. You get a sticker then. I get a sticker. All list. right. It's <laughs> so, you get a sticker.
0: So, yeah, right. It's, it's a bit TM4 is probably what you want. That's going to be the smallest. Okay. Thanks
2: again. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Um, Thank you, everyone. Um, this is, once again, our favorite 30 minutes that we have each week. Uh, we're here every single week 7 30 p.m eastern time show and tell and ask an engineer we'll start in just about a minute we'll see everybody later